When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. My uh, guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, uh, who is an independent car buying expert. Uh, Welcome to the show, Linda. Thank you for having me. Um, We have a lot to talk about today, the whole car buying situation, what's going on with the car industry and how consumers can get great deals uh, on cars. Why don't we just start with a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are today as far as buying uh, cars for consumers around the country. I started in the industry in 1977 as a lease and finance consultant with a very large company, and I liked what I was doing so much that I went to throughout other companies and eventually worked in car dealerships. What I found after 10 to 12 years of doing it was that car dealers have one motivation, and that is to make money. They will do it any way they need to, and there was no one representing consumers. No one was there to level the playing field, and I decided that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to share my knowledge with people so that they did not get ripped off. And it seemingly has worked for now 20 years. So explain exactly how it is that you deal with consumers. When people uh, call you, give your website and phone number, by the way, but when people call or email you, describe how the process works and how you help them buy a car. Well, once the client has decided that they have the make and model vehicle, uh, the process begins to unfold. Many clients contact me if they don't know what car that they have found, they want some uh, navigation on how to find and test drive. So there are different approaches, and there are different needs for different types of car buyers. Some car buyers want to lease or finance. Other want to pay cash. They need sometimes to know the difference between financing and leasing and uh, prices between one make and model to another. So I'm there to guide them at that level uh, and that first approach that they're making. And tell us about the different fees that you charge for the different services you offer. Well, we have three levels of service. Uh, we do a deal review It's $290. The client brings us a written quote from their dealer. We review it, tell them how to improve upon it, and then they go back and finish the negotiation with the dealer that gave them the quote. Uh, If we cannot save you any money on that service, we waive the fee. If you've already got your best deal, uh, we'll waive your fee on it. Uh, The other services that we offer are a full service where Cartu goes out, contacts an array of dealers, looks for the lowest price and the best dealer to work with, and we set everything up so that when you, the buyer, go in to pick up your car, you're just there to sign your contract and get your keys. There's no negotiation, and that usually saves you 7 to 10 hours of time, and it also saves, we've saved an average of anywhere from two to $5,000 off suggested retail. So it's a process that you turn over to an agent who knows how to speak and knows how to access real information as opposed to you doing it yourself, you meaning the car buyer. So it's uh, a service that really takes over and, and handles everything. We also offer consultations for used car purchases or for used car selling. 
uh, that service is $190. If we arrange leasing or financing, uh, there is a $100 surcharge, but typically we save buyers between $50 and $125 a month in monthly payments. So how is it that you can negotiate a better deal than consumers can do on their own? I know the language of the industry. I know how to access proprietary information. I know the right people to work with. Consumers are locked out of that process. You cannot get there unless you know the language of the industry. So describe to me the typical situation where a consumer would go into a car dealership um, and uh, they've got Consumer Reports magazine with them or they've you know, got this kind of standard information and they pretty much know which color and the model and option they want. What's going to happen to them and why are they going to pay more than if they work through you? First, they're going, the dealer is there to take as much of the consumer's money away as possible. And the first thing they do is break down your willpower. They do that by uh, letting you sit and be unattended for a, a certain period of time. And it's all part of an ultimate teaching process that they learn. So you might find that the dealer starts to sit down and they become your new best friend. Uh, and then after they finish with the first part of pricing, they're going to leave you for maybe another hour while they go out and chat with their friends. <laughs> and uh, eventually they'll talk to the manager and find out what to do next. The manager of the dealership is going to tell them step-by-step step what they need to do. So you're dealing with someone that's going to earn a 30 to 40% commission who has no motivation to want to save the buyer money, and you've got a team of experts that will keep you there and work you through time, of the, and that time element might be 7 to 10 hours. And, and so how does that contrast with your dealing with the same people? I'm not dealing with any of the same people that a, a typical retail buyer would work with. I work with a much higher level and I have access to that level because, again, of the language and the tone of voice that you have available, that I have available from experience. The consumer is there to buy a car, and the dealer expects that they may not see them again for another five years. So they're going to try to take as much of their money away up front and as a buyer's agent, I'm there to make sure that the buyer doesn't pay too much, that through the language of the industry, I can get those dealers to work down pricing. Now, um, how is what you do different uh, from, you, you see a lot of uh, ads on TV and you see all kinds of internet ads for services that look like they're offering the same services as you. How are you different from them? CarQ is a buyer's agent. We fund function exclusively on behalf of the consumer. As an agent for the buyer, we receive no compensation from dealers, lenders, manufacturers, or advertisers. So as the buyer's agent, I don't have a conflict of interest. We have nothing to gain from the sale of the car. What most people are seeing advertised are automobile brokers. Brokers do receive compensation from everyone, including the fee that they charge the consumer. Uh, average, if you go through a broker, you will pay an average of 1000 to $1,500 more than if you choose to work just directly with your own agent. And that's because of uh, the various 
kickbacks that are going along along the way. They have, well, they can call them all kinds of things, but there's a dollar amount that is hidden in the selling price of the car that's going to be uh, sent back to the to the broker. The broker is going to request payment, and that dollar amount that they request is hidden in the selling price of the car. And at this point, in most states, there's no legislation uh, that compels a broker to make that kind of disclosure. But I'm sure that there will be. So the idea is that people think that these uh, car brokers are working on behalf of consumers, when in fact they're gathering leads and, and getting money from the usually from the dealers. Is that correct? Well, a lot of companies will charge the consumer a fee to hook them in. But after they start representing them, they are now out looking for a dealer that's going to pay them the highest commission to bring the business to the dealer. A broker is not more than an outside salesperson for car dealers. And the, the, they represent all makes and models, just as CarQ does, but they're, the, the consumer that pays that broker is, doesn't understand that they are also paying for a higher cost in the car because the broker hasn't disclosed to them how much he's going to earn and how it increases the selling price. So a broker has a, a huge conflict of interest. Now, as far as I'm concerned, you, you are the head of the uh, Association of car de- Independent Car Buyers, is that correct? And, and the National Association of Buyers Agents was founded in 1994, and I did found the company. I mean, the, it's an organization. It's, it's a separate entity. And the purpose of NABA was to set up some rules and regulations that people who call themselves buyers agents followed. Uh, there were about 20 companies that were members of NABA, but little by little, they shifted away from representing themselves as a buyer's agent, and they became brokers. Uh, the money that you can make is much higher in revenue earnings than would be a buyer's agent. But the agent, if they function the way they're supposed to, they follow the rules and the regulations set up originally by those 20 members. So these regulations, or we call them tenants of the organization, spell out very specifically what the buyer's agent can and cannot do. And as a consumer, you could also ask yourself the the question, um, when someone earns a a commission, uh, they are receiving uh, monies for a job that they did, and if they're receiving that commission in the form of either kickbacks or higher pricing on the car or however they work it out. So I think that the consumer needs to work with people that do not have a conflict of interest. So you're saying that's usually not disclosed. There is a commission, but it's not disclosed explicitly to consumers. I have some very specific facts on the issue, and I'm continuing to work forward to have legislation introduced in at least to begin with in California so that brokers will have to disclose the dollar amount of that uh, commission or kickback that they received from the selling dealer. Very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, if you want to find out more about what Linda offers, uh, her website is carq.com, C-A-R, the letter Q.com, her phone number 800-517-2277. We'll be back after this.
up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. There are so many challenges facing management today around the world. The New Management Network is here to provide practical insight and solutions for many of these challenges. Hosts Don and Bonnie Folk will explore topics designed to help you get the competitive upper hand, including organizational tools, personality and leadership, cutting-edge management tips, and much more. Join the New Management Network live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Network. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, uh, who is an independent car buying agent. Uh, and uh, her website is carq.com. Welcome back to the show, Linda. Thank you, Jordan. Let's talk a little bit about the current uh, situation of the auto industry and how that's affecting uh, car bars. Uh, here we've had a major uh, losses by all the car companies. Uh, GM recently is closing four of its divisions, I guess, Hummer, Saab, Saturn, and Pontiac, uh, cutting 47,000 workers. Just tremendous distress going on in the domestic auto industry. How is that affecting... Uh, the, the kind of choices that car buyers have to make these days? Well, what I found is the buyer that buys a General Motors, Ford, or Chrysler buyer uh, is going to have trouble getting financing uh, when they're contacting other manufacturers. Uh, there are programs uh, that are being established for, you know, z- the 0% type of program uh, Zero percent is something that you really can't beat, so the manufacturers that can afford to bring new buyers in are working with those kind of percentages. I'm finding that 
um, SUVs that once again are back into the marketplace. And with G- GM right now is offering some wonderful deals on these larger SUVs. But I think what I'm seeing is the manufacturers are going to start doing what they should have done a long time ago, which is to create a product that people really like. Uh, to create um, financing that is honest and equitable. So I see that the type of cars that are being purchased now, uh, the low-end cars, a lot of people feel they will go in and they can make their own deal. Uh, those buyers are very uh, susceptible and vulnerable because with car sales down, let's say, by 50%, the seller still has to earn the same amount of revenue on those 50 cars as they would on 100 cars. So it it becomes a buyer's market only in certain situations. The, um, I'm seeing uh, a lot of still a lot of business with the high-line, high-end cars, Lexus, Mercedes, BMW, uh, even Cadillac. Those cars don't seem to be falling in sales as much as the mid-range price cars. Uh, and then the type of technology that's being introduced is also starting to, uh, where it's starting to really kick in. Uh, the problem with that is that it's kicking in only when the gas prices start to go up really high. So it's important if you're a buyer, you want to make sure that you have your pricing down complete so that when you go into the car dealership, they're not going to be able to turn around and say, well, our manufacturer is really hurting. We're going to give you a great deal. You think that it's true, and you come out later and find out, no, you could have gotten a lot more money. So the take that I have is that the manufacturers are going to clean up their act. They're going to build cars that people want to own, and they're going to get back on track with the right kind of financing. All of this being done by trying to own one manufacturing company and and let each manufacturer stand alone. Would you have any uh, reservations about buying a car at this point uh, from GM, Ford, or Chrysler? Because you know some of them may go into bankruptcy, and how would that affect warranties and parts and kind of the long-term ownership of a car? My personal choice would ha- has long past uh, the domestic manufacturers. I've been in the industry a long time and have had an opportunity to drive every make and model just about. And I've, I, I found that the quality coming out of General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler was less than I would expect. And I feel that as the manufacturers start to realize this, uh, they're going to make a better car. But I don't see uh, myself driving in that type of, with that type of condition because the resale of these cars four or five years down the road not going to be as good as, say, a Honda, a Toyota, or a middle, other middle-range price car. So what would be the effect of, uh, on the resale value if, say, GM or Chrysler goes into bankruptcy? Well, I think that you're going to find the resale value drops probably another 20%. Uh, I don't see manufacturers being able to, if they're not going to stay in business, who's going to service the cars, where are they going to get the parts? All of those things play into how you make a decision. 
You don't want to decide to buy a car if the manufacturer is not going to be there. And I don't hear Ford, Chrysler, or GM saying, yes, we will. We will be here. I don't hear that at all. I hear a lot of negative noise coming from the manufacturers. Uh, even Toyota and Honda have been uh, had reduced sales, but the import manufacturers seem to have a better handle on how to read the future. And when they see that sales are falling, they cut back on production. And maybe General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler will learn to cut back on production. It's a very complicated issue, and hopefully President Obama will have a car czar that really knows how to make things change. What will happen, say the Ford brands that GM uh, cut down recently, Hummer, Saab, Pontiac, and uh, Saturn, um, what, what is going to happen to aftermarket warranty and parts and so on for those? And, and would you advise uh, buying any of those four cars now? Because there are going to be probably some great deals on them. There's great deals on them right now. And I think buying a car like that because you like the product is the way to do it. And don't be concerned about what's going to happen five years down the road. Because if you're buying a car that is going to become unavailable any longer, uh, then the resale value on it might be higher simply because it would be considered then a classic. So if you buy a product from General Motors and they turn around and go out of business or change drastically, then you still have a car that no one else can get, and that's always appealing to used car buyers. So I, I don't think I'd be really concerned about that. I would be concerned how they would handle uh, getting service and handle pri- parts and as a consumer, I would be very concerned about those things, but I don't think it would prohibit me from buying a vehicle I like that you know is probably going to last at least three to four years because that's how their warranties take care of it. And if you lease a car, you don't have a concern because the car can be just given back to the manufacturer when you're finished with your lease. I know you're not a policy analyst, but you know the car business well. Do you think it is smart for the U.S. government to be continuing to put money into GM particularly. I mean, they're asking for another $16 billion. They had $13 billion before. Do you think the steps they're taking are going to allow them to turn around and therefore pay the taxpayer back, or is this kind of an endless black hole that we shouldn't be putting money into? I don't think I would continue putting money into General Motors unless they made some, you know, fabulous plan that they were coming up with. Um, this is a, a corporation that had an electric car that was being leased out for $400 a month that they pulled off the market. Not a good move. Didn't help consumers at all. Uh, And if product doesn't last, if it doesn't go between 100 and 150,000 miles and, and they can't build a car to do that, then for certain the, uh, the program with that manufacturer has to be reviewed and, and reworked. Uh, I don't know if General Motors is being run as a kind of corporation to make a future. And so I don't know as I would keep putting money into something that was a black hole. But all businesses need to have support, and if General Motors can do it, it's one of our crown jewels, uh, Chrysler and Ford. We're the three crown jewels for our country's industry. And it would be sad look as we look back and see what happened between Mercedes and Chrysler. It's very sad when you start selling off your crown jewels. 
So I hope that GM and Ford and Chrysler do less. I think they got to cut back on the variations of cars that they make, and they've got to keep it simple, and they haven't gotten there. If, if they were to go under uh, and go out of existence, in effect, would that hurt foreign companies in that they use some of the same parts suppliers and some of the parts suppliers, the GM and Ford, wouldn't be able to survive on just the business alone from, say, Toyota or Nissan? Um, it's, a, it's a scary thought that they would go out of business, and I think probably the reason we're giving them money is so that they won't go out of business. Uh, it's scary for people all over the planet to see things fold away, and General Motors has been producing cars for a long time. So I think that they will eventually come up with something creative that will help them move forward. But at you reach a point and you say, how much more can I put, how much more money can I put into it? And I'm sure that's what our government is trying to figure out. But I would hate to see uh, General Motors go away. But if, you, if, if Linda Goldberg, where the cars are, uh, you basically would not keep putting money into GM and, and Chrysler at this point. Is that right? No, I'd want to take a careful look at their production, what their goals are. And I don't want to hear from people that are still... Uh, of the 1950s mentality. Uh, the, the world with cars changed in 1977 when Honda came to America. And from that point on, the manufacturers were told time and time again, build a car that doesn't fall apart. <laughs> build a car that I really want to drive. And they haven't listened. So if I were the cars are, I'd give them a cutoff point. You give me a program that's going to work, it's going to be inventive. It's going to save buyers money. It's going to be good technology. And give me a program that shows me it's going to work. And you don't think they've done that? Because I did put forward a program. That's whether they cut the four labels. You don't think that was adequate then? No, because those labels weren't there. Saab isn't theirs. It was, they, they absorbed these other companies. And so... Just as Chrysler was bought up and spit out by Mercedes-Benz, Ford has done that with these other manufacturers. And I don't know as cars have become any better because they've been built under this umbrella. Uh, I, I think that the manufacturers have a tendency to just absorb the product and make it look like a Ford. So Jaguar is a perfect example. Jaguar doesn't look the way Jaguar used to look its appearance is a different manufacturers so i do think that you have to think carefully about what you're going to buy but you also have to think well if i can save five thousand dollars in finance charges for the next five years maybe i will take a chance and drive this car until i see what and, and if the market falls apart on it there's nothing you would have been able to do anyway very good. Okay, I'm going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman. I'm with Linda Goldberg of CarQ.com. We'll be back after this. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network 
Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. What are the do's and don'ts when it comes to solving personal foreclosure? With over 2,700 foreclosures daily, what can you do to ensure the housing crisis doesn't hit home? Tune in to Foreclosure Exposure Radio with host Carla Duglin. This show will give you steps you can immediately use to save your own home and credit. Face and conquer foreclosure issues before they affect you. Listen for Foreclosure Exposure Radio every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, uh, who is the president of carq.com which is an independent car buying service welcome back to the show linda well thank you jordan let's talk about leasing versus financing now you'd think that financing would be a great deal today because you get zero percent financing you get employee pricing you know how could you possibly beat that so maybe go through an example of leasing versus financing and and with the pros and cons of each well let's talk about a twenty thousand dollar car as a purchase price with a suggested retail of about twenty five thousand if you're looking at a 48-month program to lease the car, it's going to cost you, with all your payments and your upfront fees they have to charge, uh, you're going to spend about $12,800 to rent the car for that 48 months. If you finance the car and uh, took, let's say you took the rebate uh, and you got a 0%, that's not going to be the case in every case. So what I did was I took a, the same $20,000 car, and we fi- set up financing for 48 months uh, the, and, and got a total of $24,251. So you can see that where you're going to spend all your money in 48 months is a lot it's twice as much as what you would be paying out if you rented the car with a lease. So in this, t- in our troubled financial times, you might have a reason to keep that tw- other $12,000 in the bank, earning you some interest, 
instead of putting it into the car. And this would be any lease on any car with the exception of General Motors. Uh, they are no longer leasing their vehicles. Now, in the long run, though, I mean, after you paid off the car, the 24000 then you don't have any payments if you own it. So if you're going to drive it for 200,000 miles or a lot of miles, it might still make sense to buy it, even though you're paying more over the same time period. Is that right? You have three options at the end of the lease. You can give the car back and say, thank you very much for renting me your car. You could sell the car yourself, and obviously the proceeds above and beyond what you owe at the end of the lease, which is your residual, uh, that you can buy the car for that amount of money, um, sell it, and make a profit above that, and pay the lease balance off. Or you can keep it and buy it yourself. So you have just as many options at the end of a lease as you do if you finance the car for the same amount of time. And the important thing is to at least know where you want where you want to put your money. Do you want to put it into a car? Do you want to put it into a, a savings account or into investment? So leasing gives you the same privileges of ownership. And at the end, if you want to buy the car, you buy it for the residual amount, and now you can drive your car for another 10 or 15 years if you're a long-term driver. Now, if your mileage is over the limitation on the lease, that could start costing you a lot. So you have to have a good sense of your mileage, right? You really should. Um, Twelve to 15,000. 12,000 is considered low. 15,000 is considered average. And most lessors will charge you up front if you know you're going to go extra miles. You buy that mileage and have it worked into the lease. And it's usually between 15 and 20 cents per mile to buy it up front. If you go over the mileage and don't buy it up front, at the end of the lease, they're going to charge you between 20 and 25 cents per mile. It depends on the lessor. So mileage is a, is a big consideration if you're going to lease the car. Yeah. So, so, you, so to summarize, the advantage of leasing is in three years or so you get the money. You have had money tied up in the car. Um, you can get the residual value. There's a lot of different options you can have. The advantage of buying is if you're going to hold on to it for a very long period of time, then it might make more sense. And if your mileage is way over, the, say, the 15,000 miles a year, uh, then uh, buying may, might make more sense than leasing. Is that kind of a general summary? Yeah, and I, I must add that there is always a bottom line. And unfortunately, when most consumers go in to buy a vehicle, they don't have the time to, to figure out all the alternatives. Uh, with using a buyer's agent when I go in and I handle my financing for my clients, I have a bottom line to look at. I can look at $2 amounts and say to my client, where do you want to be, this this amount or that amount? So that always look at your purchase with a bottom line attitude. Now, when you get to a car dealer, they may want to offer you extra things on top of the, the basic car. What are some of the things to watch out for? Well, you understand the four parts of the car sale. There's the sales, the service, the parts, and when you've got uh, sales, service, parts, and financing all merged into your deal, uh, you're going to have to be really careful that you don't end up buying at $10 a month more, we'll sell you an extended warranty or a jack or uh, an iPod installation. And Dealers use those types of items to make a huge profit. It might cost $800 for 
an extended warranty, but the dealer might try to sell it for fifteen or eighteen hundred. So, you've, in in looking at any kind of aftermarket product, take the time. Don't just let. Don't just say yes, I'll buy it. Tell the dealer that you want to think about it. And if you're working with your agent, your agent will tell you what the price points on anything extra you would be. But I always instruct my clients not to buy without talking to the agent first. Uh, is it, does it ever make sense to buy an extended warranty in a car? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it pays for itself. Uh, other times, if you don't take good care of your car, other times the extended Product is not going to let you is not going to accept payment or provide you payment for a repair. So it's for the buyer that really is going to take good care of their car, have their services performed as required, and when the car is no longer under factory warranty, it can, it will kick in, and in most cases, the insurance company will f- pay off the claim. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the alternative cars we're seeing today. I mean, the Prius and others have gotten off to a good start as far as uh, hybrids, and you're seeing lots of other hybrids coming in. Do you think it's generally a good idea to get a hybrid today? Well, I'm all in favor of a technology that will take us out of oil. So I'm absolutely delighted that there are hybrids in the market. Um, I'm looking for a car like the Tesla, which I think is one of the best products in the marketplace. It's out of reach for everybody right now, but I certainly think the company needs support because this kind of new technology is going to help us keep the planet clean. So that's an important thing for me. But um, these particular, once the gas crisis goes away, people don't, they're not scared any longer, and they start going back to the gas uh, type of, of purchase. And the hybrids kind of get lost. They get, you know, People stop thinking about them. So as the cost of gasoline goes up, then you see people back into the hybrid market. There are a lot of good hybrids, even with um, SUVs, sport utility vehicles, with um, different types now of cars that have hybrid engines. So I, I'm all in favor of the new te- technology. Do hybrids tend to be priced higher, and what is the payback period on how much you're going to save on gas versus how much you have to pay for it up front? I, I have been told by people that have done the calculation that it's uh, not worth it in most cases. Uh, but you have to work. I'm not an accountant, and I don't work with those kinds of figures. So I really don't want to head someone off in the wrong direction. But they do charge a premium for hybrids, right? No, I... As as a buyer's agent, I have access, so they may be asking more at the retail level. But what I'm finding right now in my level of of working that I have access to hybrids very easily, and I have access to them at very good pricing. So maybe you don't have to pay a premium for it, and therefore you're going to save a lot in gas, and it might make more sense than buying a non-hybrid. There is profit potential in every vehicle. And once you know what that profit potential is, then you know what you've got, you've got to drive for in terms of savings. Um, but I don't think that it's so special priced at the, any longer uh, that it's, I think that it does, if you can buy the car at a very low price, it offsets any uh, prospective losses. So it depends on also what the government is going to allow you for hybrids. 
But I think that they're great. Uh, I think that people should really consider looking at any type of a hybrid or any type of electric car. Are, are there some benefits now to buying hybrids uh, in this new stimulus bill? There's some various uh, tax incentives? Yes, and I don't know what those are, unfortunately. Uh, I, I think they're, the amount of dollar amount that they're going to be giving is going to be dependent on the particular individual's tax situation. Right. But there are definitely, so that might help uh, the cost of a hybrid to some extent as well if you use those tax benefits, right? Uh, yeah. You add your tax benefits and the lower cost of gasoline. And I've heard that it costs three to $4,000 more. Uh, and if you have to replace the battery in 10 years, that's another $4,000. So many times I have people say that it's dollar-wise, it's not yet worth it. Uh, I don't know what the government will continue to do on them, but if, if we go back to $4 a gallon as far as gasoline goes, then, yes, consumers are going to start screaming, I want a hybrid. And uh, by then, the manufacturers may have cut back production on them. So I think if you're even thinking hybrid, bottom line it and see if it's going to work for you. But I do support that, support any technology like that. Okay, we're about to go to a break. Again, if you want to contact uh, Linda Goldberg, who clearly is very knowledgeable about cars and getting a good deal on a car, her website is carq.com, C-A-R, the letter Q.com. Her phone number, 800-517-2277. And she can save you a lot of money on a car that you probably don't think is possible. (laughs) We'll be back right after this. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. 
Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, who is a car buying expert. Welcome back to the show, Linda. Well, thank you very much. Let's talk about some of the tools that you have at CarQ.com, your website, to help people make the best uh, decisions as far as cars. The first one has to do with their uh, FICO or their credit score. Tell us how that works. Well, I think that knowing your own FICO score before you go shopping for anything is really uh, important. And we offer on our newsletter page consumer links. And one of those links is called Free Credit Analyzer. And though you don't have to identify yourself, and you should not, uh, just answer the questionnaire honestly. And at the end of that questionnaire, you're going to get a three-digit number which will be approximately 20 points within range of what your actual FICA score is. Once you know your score, then you can't be hoodwinked into spending more money on interest. You have some control over the interest rate you pay. So let's break it down. Let's say, well, what are the different scores? Well, any, anything over 720 is going to get you the lowest or advertised rate. Uh, if you go 680 up to 720, you're likely still going to be in a, a tier one and have access, but they, it will be a subjective call from the lender. 650 down to 600, you're going to be in what they call a tier two or tier B where you'll pay extra points because your score is not high enough. And anything under 600 usually means you're going to be a subprime borrower and you can get within hit with interest rates around 18 to 22%. So you want to be really careful. And if you have your score, then a dealer can't say, well, we have to charge you this rate because your score is so low. You already have a heads up on what your score is. Uh, we also have on that same section information uh, uh, on safety so we have you linked to the in, in, it's the Insurance Institute of Highway Safety, and you can go into their website and get a rating on any make or model car, knowing it's the safety of the car you're going to be driving is a good thing. And uh, also How about with tra- trade-ins? Home- Don't you have things about helping people with trade-ins? Because in many cases you're saying that people get uh, too low a value when they're trade-in. Well, that wouldn't have direct, uh, isn't directly connected to the FIFA score. But uh, people do get ripped off by anywhere from four to six thousand uh, dollars. Going out and finding the right price on a used car takes some research. Uh, you can go to Kelly Blue Book and you can put together a valuation of you, the car you've got. Go to Auto Trader. 
and autotrader.com will give you all the cars in your region that are for sale, just like your own, and you'll have a sensibility then of the retail value that you're likely going to get if you sell the car yourself. I don't believe in trade-ins. I don't, I don't encourage people to trade in. Uh, I do encourage to try to sell it yourself at all possible. If you're going to lease the car, you can give the car back at the end of the lease so you don't have to worry about trading it in. But I just had a client who has a payoff on a Ford product of $29,000. The dealer offered her 23 if she refinanced with them, and they failed to tell the consumer that they were responsible for the other $6,000. So you really need to know what you're doing if you're going to trade a car in. And we do offer a service through CarQ uh, to do a used vehicle consultation. And I teach my clients how to sell their own cars. We also have some free tips on our a newsletter page of how to buy a used car. So we try to cover all the bases, and on our the front of the home page, we have a test drive guide. So for those of the audience that haven't decided what you want to drive as yet, uh, that would be a good good source of information for you. So many dealers lately have been closing. I mean, there's quite a few of them have hundreds of actually closing. Yes. Is that going to change the competitive climate? And for you, have fewer dealers to you know, trade one off against another if there are well, fewer dealers out there? <laughs> there are about 22,000 new car franchise dealers in the country. Um, CarHue works with probably less than 20% of those dealers. And the reason we don't work with all of the dealers is because we are looking for dealers that have a strong moral compass and display a lot of integrity. That eliminates a lot of dealers. Do I think they'll keep closing? Yes, I do. But I think that the good ones will stay open. Uh, there's a lot of merging going on. For example, Lincoln Mercury is going to be gone in terms of lots of dealers, and they're going back to where it was Ford Lincoln Mercury. So those four dealers will be absorbing the Lincoln Mercury dealers. So you'll have a, a instead of having Lincoln Mercury as a separate dealership, it, it'll be Ford Lincoln Mercury. So you're not worried then about less competitive pressures uh, because of fewer dealers out there? Not at all. I, I'm, I'm not worried that I won't have access because uh, I bring dealers good customers, but I bring them because the dealer is good. And we have a, a best of dealers that we award each year. And the, what we use to define a good dealer is listed in that particular section of the website, and it's under the best of. Put the best cars, the best savings. And uh, so I'm not concerned that dealers will go away. I'm concerned that if a good dealer went away, I'd be more concerned. But I don't think those are the ones that we're losing. What are some of the other tools that you offer on your website, carq.com? Well, on the home page, we have a test drive guide, as I mentioned, and that gives you some free tips on how to go through the test drive process, things to avoid. It also gives you a report card so that if you're going to test drive three different makes or models, you have a comparison sheet right in front of your face. You can decide what are the important ingredients of, of each car that you like or don't like. Uh, besides that, uh, on our newsletter page, of course, the 10 tips on how to buy a used car. And then many of the links that we have uh, to consumers' reports, to moneyanswers.com, to uh, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. So there's a lot of tools that I use as an agent that we've listed on our website. 
why don't you just give us in about two minutes we have left just one recent example of a deal you made and how much you saved money for people. Well, why don't we take uh, 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 just a, a simple Honda Accord, not too complex a purchase. It was 2009. It's an Accord EXL sedan. It has six-cylinder engine, automatic transmission, and at the EX level, Honda offers just about everything except for navigation. Uh, the, the suggested retail on the car was $29,375. My client got the car for $25,133. And those are just the prices. That's the price of the car before tax and license and other fees. Uh, so that we ended up saving that client $4,242 off retail. And better than that, we arranged the financing. They were quoted originally 59 and when CarQ was done, we got them a rate at 5.79, which makes a 4 or $5 a month difference over the period of 60 months. So my job as the agent is to find you the lowest price, the, lowest, the greatest amount of savings, but also to help you with your financing so you don't get ripped off. And that deal, to me, uh, we arranged for the purchase of that car at $1,400 below dealer cost. Terrific. Any incentive money that was available, CarQ found and the client achieved. It was that we don't, again, get paid by dealers. So all of that money that a broker would have saved, they would have put in the selling price. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Linda. It's been fascinating. And thank you for asking me. Again, if you want to find out more about how to buy a car or lease a car, go to Linda at uh, CarQ.com. Her phone number, 800-517-2277. And uh, now you have a good idea of the best way to buy a car. Thanks again for joining us on the show, Linda. Thank you. And we'll be back again next week. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.